Welcome to the underground. Turn me up, bitch! My Little Underground with Peter A. <laughs> you know what I hate everything. Sweet. Yeah, we're good, we're good. Oh, cool, cool, cool. Level 26, My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. And Ali Melendez What's is hanging up? out with me today. And she is a superstar media personality. Oh, and we'll run down like your entire resume. But Ali, got to tell you, you can listen to My Little Underground, mm-hmm. all podcast platforms, mm-hmm. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, right. Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and anywhere else that you listen to great podcasts like My Little Underground and... I don't know if you know Ali, you can follow the show at MLUPod Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you already follow me mm-hmm. at Peter A Radio Twitter and Instagram. And Ali doesn't follow everybody. She charges for likes. I'm telling <laughs> you. About 10 She liked two of my photos for free. Yeah. Because she likes me. Mm-hmm. But she charges like 30 grand for a DM. So don't yeah, be. Yeah, yeah, yeah you got to be. Grand, yeah. <laughs> Listen, if you're going to Venmo me first, I'll open oh, it. But oh. I might leave you on red if it doesn't go through. Okay? Listen, I was kidding. But she's serious right now. She's very serious. No. Oh, you're welcome. But yeah, we're here at the beautiful Shelter Island Sounds in the city. Mm-hmm. Love this space. And we're so close to Penn Station. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to take the subway this morning because the route to get here is the route I get, take to go to work. So when I got on the subway platform, I'm like, where's the one? Where's the one at? I see the two, I see the three. <laughs> and this one train's going express. But it's gonna skip this stop. Oh, love the city so, transportation. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I just walked, and then I told Allie, "Listen, if you're gonna get here, just walk. Forget the subway." And usually, when I tell people, "Oh, let's just walk," everyone's like, oh, "I don't want to walk. I don't want to walk." But today not was perfect. Not bad day. at all. Yeah. yeah. And I yeah. like walking. I'm not a complainer. No. Definitely no. like moving my body and walking, being active, especially as the weather turns nicer. So yes, all good. I'm so happy to have you. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> yeah, because the last time we hung out, uh, we did we did a little radio show at over at uh, Stony Brook. But yeah. I feel like you know, like doing live radio, um, it, it's cool. But like you know, time is not on our side. Mm-mm. But now with the podcast, I always thought, man, why didn't I have Allie on my podcast? Because we could just talk. You know, I love it. And no, yes. no, you know, we don't have to worry about like getting out or someone else is coming on. We can say whatever we want. Exactly. You know what I mean? The FCC is not knocking on our right. doors. You know what I'm That's saying? That's always the best. <laughs> but it's nice that you asked me to be on that as well as this. I feel like I feel so important and I'm not, but I feel so important. <laughs> it's great. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay. Let me see. Let me just check my schedule. Literally, oh, yeah. Literally always oh, free. Wow. Literally always free. I'm like, okay, I guess I'll squeeze you in. I got yeah. nothing else but like Game of Thrones later tomorrow night. So that's it this weekend. Yeah. It's all good. I do have work later. So that makes me feel like I actually am a person who has things to do. Yeah. Um, other than that, I'm chilling. Mm-hmm. I love it. And so love you did a, a Long Island Nets thing yesterday, yeah, right? Yeah. So actually, yeah. that happened to be in Stony Brook. So while I was there, oh. I was, I was, yeah, I was yeah. thinking about the radio show we did last year, which I can't believe was a year ago. Yeah, it was like in June. Already. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Right I'm after uh, Father's Day. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's nuts. But uh, yeah, so I was there twice this week. Uh, so I am the host for the Long Island Nets, um, yeah. which is awesome. They're the NBA G League affiliate to the Brooklyn Nets. They are fantastic. They were number one in the Eastern Conference. We took it all the way to the very, very end. And by that, I mean we were Eastern Conference champs. And then we went into the NBA G League finals. And uh 
we won the first game. So that was at Stony Brook on Sunday. And then they played in Houston on Tuesday. We lost that. So it was uh, whoever won last night's game won it all. And unfortunately, we did lose. But I'm so proud of the season we had. And just to be able to say that we made it as far as we did as a team makes me unbelievably proud. And I mean... I don't know. Like, so many of the players are either two-way contract players. Some of them are, you know, being traded to actual NBA major league teams. And I'm just – I'm so proud to get to know them as the season progresses and what they want in their personal life. Um, And they're just killing it. So I'm really happy that that's been a thing. But, yeah, that was at Stony Brook because (laughs) the games were at NYCB Live. Yeah. And basically they were like, um, yeah. Well, that's Uniondale. Yeah, 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 in Uniondale. Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, and they're like, we're uh, we're booked. Like, we got concerts, we got the Islanders games. Like, if you want to be in the playoffs, you got to find a college or something to play at. And we're yeah. like, okay. <laughs> so, so we played at Sony Brook, the Federal Island Arena, and it was uh, it was beautiful. So yeah, it was good. It was a nice, more uh, intimate environment, but it was good. So, what's yeah. your what's your job as host? I was under the yes. assumption that you were like a sideline reporter. So I am the in-game host, so it's more entertainment-based. It's more hyping up the crowd. It's more getting in there on court during the timeouts and the breaks and being like, hey, uh, guys, you know, make some noise. Let's do T-shirt toss. We're going to do an on-court contest right now. I have done interviews with the players, and I'll do interviews with, um, you know, the kids' dance team, the team hype, some officials. I've done interviews with uh, all of our team, at least. But, um, yeah, for the most part, I'm not heavily interview or reporter style based when it comes to the Nets. I'm more so just uh, entertainment. I'm the face, kind of. And uh, not to, you know, not on the face, but, you know, I'm like the face <laughs> yeah. when I'm there. And I've hosted two games for the Brooklyn Nets. Um, so I'm the backup for when their in-game host, Allie Love, can't be there. So she's fantastic. She's been like a mentor, to, you know, to me this whole time. And, um, yeah, so that's what I do primarily. I follow, obviously, basketball and all sports. I know what's going on, but I'm not heavily into the uh, reporting aspect of it. Yeah, so you're a well-dressed MC. Yeah, (laughs) and then people are like, how are you allowed to wear high heels on the court? I'm like, I don't know, but it's in my job. So if I ruin the court, not on me. That's Mm -hmm. all I got to (laughs) say. Do you have to dress a certain way when you do that? Yeah, so you have to kind of be – you know, you're the face. You got you're being the person who's out there who's representing the brand. So it is family friendly, obviously. I'm dressing nice but professional. Um I have to wear heels and usually colors that are like the Long Island Nets. So red, white and blue. I wear a lot of black, red, white and blue and stuff like that. And Brooklyn Nets is, you know, black and white. So that's the wardrobe I follow when I host there. So what's your interview style since you don't do a lot of like, you know, analysis or reporting as far as the sports is concerned? So I don't do it too much yeah. with like NBA, as you mm-hmm. know, but I do it with Alley Answers. I do it with other platforms like Indie Music TV. I yeah. do heavily, you know, a lot of um, interviewer interviews, I guess I could mm. say. Not interviewer. Interviews. Um, my style is... Like when you're when you're interviewing the players. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, okay. Typically, like on a sports game, the interview would be very like analysis driven, like uh, how many points you scored. Or da, 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 you know what I mean? No. So when uh-huh. I do it, I try to keep it fun. I try to ask more personal questions uh-huh. and why people want to know about them as a person, 
besides wanting to know them as an athlete. There's so much more to people. I like to know their favorite food. You know, um, Dazen Musa, he's from Bosnia. So I want to know what's different about your culture there and growing up there that you try to remember or bring back, you know, while being and living in the States, you know. So it's good to know some cultural differences as well as some things that maybe they did at home. And Mitch Creek, you know, he's from Australia. Now he's on the Minnesota Timberwolves. He was just traded, actually, midway into the playoffs, which was a little nuts, but hey, it happens. Um but yeah, he was there last night supporting us as well. Again, that's someone from a completely different walk of life who's now being integrated into what we do as Long Islanders and this whole Long Island-based team. And yeah, it's basketball. You know what you're doing. But it's a different culture that you're living in now. So it is very cool. I try to get to know, you know, what's your favorite food? What's your favorite memory growing up? not in the states what's your favorite memory growing up some people are from different states so maybe some things that helps us to get to know them as a person and yeah. not just an athlete with stats so make so it what, personal what brought you to uh to sports you know what i <laughs> i gotta be honest with you peter i did not know that i would fall into sports um Growing up, I didn't even follow sports, really. I come from all girls. Like, we just were into, you know, e-news, entertainment news, things of that sort when we did watch TV and reporting. But I did do track. I was a dancer growing up. Um, I'm always, I've been a runner for as long as I can remember. Um, Me too. I have a competitive nature. Even though I'm one of three girls, it's funny because we all have that. So we're all very competitive. But with the age differences, we're not really competitive with each other. So it's good. My little sister just turned 14. So she um, she's a competitive dancer. And now she's on the volleyball team. She's, you know, doing all these things. So we weren't too into following sports, but we all kind of had that active background. Um, and then when I went into college, I knew I wanted to study broadcasting. And that kind of led me into some journalism stuff and some you know, television stuff. So I did as much as I could with, with I guess, all those outlets. You know, radio I tried for a little. I dipped my feet in television. I did. Um, I was really into food, so I tried doing some food reporting, you know. <laughs> so things like that I always just wanted to dive as much into, but I was never closed off from sports. I just didn't dive into it. So when I met my boyfriend um, – He's crazy about sports. So I was like, well, it'll help my relationship, you know, if I know if I know sports and I really follow sports. So I got into it just because being a good girlfriend, being a good partner and supporting him and his passions, I was like, oh, I could definitely make this a passion of mine as well. And when I started to learn more about sports and then go to these games with him, um, I found myself getting really into it, you know, like genuinely from a fan's perspective. And then knowing that I had this background of broadcasting, journalism, reporting, uh, TV, radio, personality, whatever, I was like, I could definitely make something out of this. So when the Long Island Nets came to Long Island, because originally their first season was actually in Barclays and they didn't have a set host, I saw that on um, LinkedIn. I was mm -hmm. like, you know what? Let me just go for it. You know, I have this background. I do know sports. Let me see if they're into me. So I did that. I went back and forth a couple interviews. Um, I actually went on a community events with the team interviewing people um, 
on the team, as well as some people in the community, local Long Islanders. And they liked my style. They liked that I was able to really get to know a person and make things light and have a good time with it and really listen to people. And they were like, yeah, we like you. And my boss literally said, I don't know what it is about you, but I like you. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I'm no, going to take good. it. I'm going to take it and run with it and just uh, finish up a successful second season with them. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been a growing process. Um, I love that we see fans who are coming back, you know, with more people. And we see, we're seeing the arena grow in numbers and really like it's such a grassroots feeling because they're all Long Islanders and they're all like just get growing with us from the start and I don't know it's just like this really I really feel a part of it from the beginning and so it's um it's a great sense of appreciation and pride as a Long Islander to be able to work with them so, so do you feel like you're more into sports since not mm. only since like you met your boyfriend mm. and since you've been working with the Long Island Nets, yeah, I do think so. Um, not only that, but you know because Brooklyn Nets and now Long Island Nets are on Yes Network, I also well, bef- you know, before I even worked with them, I was into Yankees. But now that Yes Network's involved, I'm like, I do a lot. I know a lot of people from Yes Network, so I'm going to Yankee games all the time, and I'm like, you know, I'm getting to know more people, and uh, and that's wonderful. I mean, hopefully. You know, I could dive into that one day and do more with sports because I absolutely love it. And I feel like I do want to not break away from the entertainment aspect of it, but I do feel that like I would love to be a reporter more for it because I follow it and I know the stats and I know all that. And um, I feel like that's a challenge that I would like to accept having my competitive nature. Just for basketball? What no, are the sports I'm saying you all sports. So okay. definitely Yankees. Like uh-huh. now that it's baseball season, I'm super excited about it. Um, so I'd love to maybe get my feet into that as much as I can. Right now, I'm just a fan. But if you know, if there's an, ever an opportunity that opens up, I would definitely follow that and see where that could take me. Because anything that um, is seasonal that doesn't affect me in the Nets would be awesome. So. You know, there's uh, the Cosmos soccer team that I'm hopefully, uh, I can't say too much, but mm-hmm. hopefully might have the opportunity to work with. So, you know, um, I am definitely more into sports that now that I have, <laughs> I kind of have to be around it with work, but I do love following it as well. So, would you get into more of like the, would you, you would leave the, the hosting entertainment side to do a lot more maybe commentary? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do think so. Um, I'm getting more comfortable learning, you know, being on headset. And now that I have the earpiece, I wasn't, hmm. I didn't have it last season. So now that I have it and I could hear all the calls and I could hear all the stats and I could hear. So you would do play by play. Yeah. I, oh. can, I understand that. So it's like, that's something that um, I'm gaining confidence in, you know, if that, if the opportunity ever comes knocking on my door, I would happily accept it. So I do love and, you know, totally love being immersed in the entertainment aspect of it. But if there's ever an opportunity to take my career, you know, more into the uh, serious side of things, um, mm-hmm. that's something I would accept and love to be a part of, too. Well, color commentators add more, like, entertaining mm-hmm. flavor to the broadcast mm-hmm. anyway. So that would be yeah. a good outlet for you. Definitely. Yeah. Hey, anyone out higher in the <laughs> Yeah. Do you listen to sports talk radio at all? Um, Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not really. I'm actually going to admit 
that when I'm listening to, I listen to a podcast mm-hmm. and it's a, it's my favorite murder. Okay, I'm sure you've heard of it? Not sure. I mean, I don't know if you have actually, but it's pretty I listen popular. To a lot of, I listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yes, I love wrestling too. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend actually has a podcast, Mike Janela. It's the Mike Janela Show, yeah. and I was happy to be a part of that as well. You're wrestling. And, yeah, Hold I am a phone. wrestling fan. Hold the phone. Yeah, no, I like Sweet. wrestling. And I actually grew up watching wrestling, but mm-hmm. no one in my family did. Like, this was a love that I completely took on by myself that I would just fully immerse myself in, like, Monday Night Raw. Like, I love the girls. I thought yeah. they were so, I don't know, just something about me as a young girl with sisters seeing these strong women like being so empowering and like showing how strength is sexy and i was like i'm i'm so into that you know um my family member is a wrestler she is uh what's her name loca or mm-hmm. something so <laughs> she was kind of a famous wrestler back in like the 90s early 2000s so i kind of had that from you know that love and appreciation from just having a family member who was immersed in it. What's your um, background? What's the where does the Melendez name come from? Um, Puerto Rico. Oh, uh, me too. Yeah. See, see, wrestling is very popular with uh, mm-hmm. you know yeah, Latinos yeah, for sure. And she's Spanish yeah. too. She's fully yeah. uh, I think Puerto Rican and I don't know her mix, but mm-hmm. she's from definitely my Spanish side of the family. And it's just so funny because we're all very like that side of the family's into it. But mm-hmm. growing up, when I would watch, you know. Monday Night Raw and Thursday Night all the time and I would like Smackdown call, yeah yeah mm-hmm. Smackdown and mm-hmm. I'd call my friend and be like are you watching wrestling he's like yeah I'm watching wrestling <laughs> you still watch now we would talk about it not as much mm-hmm. um, I still follow some of the lines of mm-hmm. course you know I got a little bit girlier when mm-hmm. I grew up so I followed like you know be- Total Bella yeah, Total yeah. Divas and the Bellas and all that stuff so I think they're really awesome well, women too. wrestling especially in WWE now is uh, they're badass oh, and I love oh, it yeah. I I love it, and I, I guess I've just always been a feminist and didn't know the word until mm-hmm. younger, but being like, wow, until I got older. But when I was younger, I was just like, wow, this is this is so badass. Like, yeah. if they can do this and, like, you know, really make a name for themselves in this industry, and, uh, you know, anyone anyone could really do it if they have the grit and they have the passion to do so. so. You could do it. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I don't know, I know if I'd want to be a wrestler. No, no, no. But... <laughs> like, you could be, uh, I can see you being a ring announcer. Yeah, definitely. You could do. I can. I can see you doing color. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Backstage interviews, because everything you're doing mm-hmm. with the Nets, that happens in WWE. Yeah, like you Kathy know? Kelly, she does. Yeah. A lot of the stuff for them, and I follow her, and she's just so cool. Like I just love everything she does and her style. She's one of my favorites. There, yeah. As far as like the backstage interviewers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's really, really cool. And so following her and seeing what she does is is kind of. It's empowering because I do what she does on a smaller scale and I've noticed a lot of her interview skills or the way she, you know, talks and has these conversations with um, the wrestlers is what I do when I have those interviews, you know, interviews with people. Um, We have a very similar style. So I'm like, it's cool. You know, she's doing it on on a larger scale and I'm doing it, you know, it just makes me feel like I could get there. So you can, you you can, yeah, you should do it. I'm telling you. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so I was at WrestleMania last week. Oh my God. Yeah. At uh, the Mets? At the the MetLife, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, doors open at 3.30, right? (laughs) When were you there? Um, (laughs) what do you mean, when when was I there? Sunday, last Sunday. No, 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 I'm saying, like, you, I assumed you were going to say I was there at, like, 11.30, just to make sure, like. No, I got there at (laughs) 2.30. I got there at 2.30, because, like an idiot, I took Mm. public transportation. Oh, man. Because my thing was, 
oh, I don't want to get mm-hmm. stuck in the traffic after after the show because mm-hmm. it's a big stadium. It's not like leaving Nassau Coliseum or nothing like that. Right, yeah. So I got there at like 2.30, doors open at 3.30. But while I was waiting to get in, I had to use the bathroom so oh, bad. Oh, yeah. that's the worst. I chugged like two <laughs> things of Monster and a big oh, thing man, of water because I because I, I didn't know if I was allowed to bring that stuff in. Right, right, right. So when I got to security, <laughs> I got to security so fast, I had to, oh, I thought I was going to pee myself in front of everybody. So <laughs> after they checked me and all that stuff, I told them, like, where's the bathroom? Right over there. I sprinted. I ran. I ran. And there was a line outside the bathroom. Oh, I'm like, even oh for the God. men's room. Yeah, it was a line. I'm like, this line's moving fast. Okay. Oh, man. I, I, thankfully, I didn't pee myself and then like that. Yes. But I was this close. thankful for those moments. But, uh, okay, the show happened, mm-hmm. and I got out of the building at 12.30 a.m. 12.30 a.m. I was here until 2.30 12.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Didn't get on the bus till 1.30. So I missed the train, no. the 114 train. Oh yeah. So God. when I got to Penn Station, I didn't. I had to stay there till 2.59 in the morning. That's my nightmare. Oh, my God. And you were telling oh. me that. Okay, you left. The, you had to stay till, you know, 11.30 yeah. with the, doing the net stuff. I wish I got home at 11.30. I wish. I wish I left at 11.30. Oh, my God, dude. That's like... And for anyone who doesn't know, like... Okay, so there's this weird time, like, gap between when you're going to Long Island and it's like you could take a 1.30 train. Yeah. Or it's you have to wait for, like, the freaking 3.30 train or something like that. Why? Why isn't there, like, a train on the hour, every hour, throughout the night? Like, if I'm going out and I want to go to a bar, but then I got to go back to Long Island, it's like yeah. I can only stay to this bar till like, 1 o'clock in the morning or, like, 12.30 because I got to catch this train. Or I have to stay so late and yeah. stay till 3 o'clock in the morning just so I could catch that next train. Why is there such a big gap? If anyone knows that answer, let us know. <laughs> I don't know. Cause, well, it's, it's just well, annoying. I have no regrets. I had an amazing time. I know, I know. Of course. And it was the first time Some women... nights are just like that. It just yeah. be that way sometimes. I know. You know? And it was the first time the women main evented WrestleMania, yes. the biggest show. It was amazing. It was so yeah, great. Know, Seeing Becky Lynch win, it was awesome. Yeah, but oh I was God. so tired. It was 12.30. They didn't go on until 12 o'clock. I was, I was mad because I'm like, Vince, why? why? Because <laughs> you know what happened? The WWE didn't tell New Jersey Transit or the Port Authority, whatever, mm-hmm. that the show was running late. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't staff extra people. So people were stranded for hours mm-hmm. uh, waiting for an Uber. And stuff like that. But I was lucky because the, the buses weren't running that terrible. Yeah. And it's not too far of a ride from Port Authority. But I have no regrets. It was still a great time. Yeah, of <laughs> course. But, like, yeah, man, just need to catch up. Yeah. And need... sleep a couple days after events like that. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go to work the next morning, too. Mm-hmm. And oh, um, I got home yes. at, like, 4. Um, oh, my God. I had to catch the 658 <gasps> train. Get out. Yep. I still made it. I still made it to work. I was tired. and. I was sick as a dog. At all that week. point, I think yeah. I would have just slept like on in the train. Pen. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I would have just straight up went to work at like three o'clock in the morning. But, but like, I was well, like, I gotta in, be here in three hours, so I had like wrestling t-shirts on. I'm like, <laughs> I can't go to work like this. I had yeah. to go home and like sleep for an hour. But yeah. Oh man, hey, yeah. it's worth it. But Nights more like of the, that more are of the worth story it. is, I see you doing a lot of WWE announcing stuff. Definitely, yeah, that could definitely be cool. speaking. We'll yeah. see. You know, who yeah. knows? But um, mm-hmm. there's so many opportunities. I mean, oh, luckily, living this close to the city and being having this right at my doorstep basically is so awesome because I have so many opportunities and different opportunities. You know, it's like I don't have to just fall into a uh, local news. You know, I could do yeah. so many different 
things in New York City that's like entertainment reporting for this or like sports reporting for this, different podcasts that I can maybe co-host. And or do one. You yeah. should do your own. So I actually really want to. Yeah. And me and my two best friends just talk about it, but there's no action involved. Like so many people who make that's these great it. plans and they don't put them forward into action. And that's definitely something that um, I need to work on doing personally but yeah we want to do that so badly and we have ideas and i'll talk to you them i'll talk to you about them after yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, run them by you because clearly you have a very successful podcast here darling. i wish <laughs> so <laughs> so it's cool um sponsor better come knocking then if i'm so yeah. successful you know what i mean well like i said earlier tying mm-hmm. it back to these two women based out of california who they have the My Favorite Murder. That's the podcast I'm constantly listening to because growing up, I didn't even know how into true crime I was. But I was always so into... L- let's start with this. My favorite show growing up was Scooby-Doo. Yeah. Why was it Scooby-Doo? I was so into the ghosts and so mm-hmm. into the mystery and like, you know, like finding the clues. I love the crew. I'm like, I'm so into Scooby-Doo. And I feel like that was my earliest memory of knowing that I was super into um, crime and mystery and all that stuff. And so I find... Listening to these women who combine that with um, with comedy is fantastic. It's it's genius because yeah. anytime they're telling a story that's like gets super dark, it's like okay, well they're gonna just bring it right back up with something that's hilarious and whatever, and it's super genuine and there's no filter. And I feel like that's how everything should be. Every podcast, at least, like I like. Obviously, authenticity is super important. So. Yeah, so that's a great podcast. I don't listen to too many sports ones. Um, my boyfriend constantly has it on the radio. I'm always listening to things when I'm with him, and I'm basically with him 24-7 on the weekend. So mm-hmm. it's good. I got my uh, get my daily dose on Saturdays and Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do. Of sports radio. <laughs> so it's wonderful. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so yeah, so um, definitely want to get to know more podcasts and uh, I listen to the happiness one too sometimes when I'm feeling like I just need a little extra positivity in my life. So it's all good. I'm, all, I'm into, you know, wanting to cultivate my own presence on a podcast platform. So we will see where that goes and yeah. if that happens. Podcasting is just having an idea and being yeah. consistent with an idea. That's it. Right. You know, if you love flowers, you got to be able to talk about flowers. Mm-hmm. weekly or monthly or whatever it is mm-hmm. that's all it is if you like the beautiful thing about podcasting is like it's a medium that's yours yeah. so you control it you control the content I no one's it. telling you you have to read these PSAs unless you have sponsors and you, you mm-hmm. read certain sponsors or, or commercials or whatever but other than that there's no PD knocking at your door saying you gotta say this you gotta do this that's you gotta great. do that you gotta talk about that you can do whatever the fuck you want so mm-hmm. if you're a creative person podcasting would be your strength yeah that's it that's all it is you know what though and as a creative person, I, I can definitely say that about myself because I have all of these ideas oh, and I write it. them down. You got it. I write them down and I think of like funny skits sometimes because I do have a comedic background too. Like I did improv, I did acting and all that stuff. And like I, I'm constantly thinking of these ideas that are great. And then there's always this thing that's stopping me from putting them out there for some reason. What is you know? it? And I feel like, and I, it's just myself. Yeah, it's literally go. just me. It's just me. So I'm finding that like I have to push myself to be more, you know, get myself out of my comfort zone and embrace change and use everything that I know because I know editing. I know um, videography. I know I have all this in my background that I know I can do. 
And I'm just like, what? What's stopping me? You know, so there are certain things that I'm like, okay, I'm like this creative person. So basically, I put this all together, and that's when I formed Dally Answers. Yeah, I was just about to ask you. Yes, so it's like, what is stopping me? me. (laughs) I don't know what's stopping me. No, I just thought of like, what am I transitioning into right now? I'm like, well. It's not stopping me. I got to mm-hmm. get it together. I got to figure it out. Um, too many people are too comfortable with where they are, and I don't ever want to be that person. So I started Alley Answers, which yeah. is fantastic. What is it? And um, it is the show that I actually have on IndieMusic.tv. Now, Indie Music TV is this international 24-7 streaming platform. It is based online, um, but it's basically the only, or at least the first platform that fully embraces having independent artists come on their channel and it's free for them to upload music that they can't get out elsewhere because they're not signed or they're not you know being recognized the way that they should be but they're super talented and they're making their own videos and they want to make a name for themselves and they're serious artists you know so they are this incredible platform that has um, so many different shows under their umbrella and so many of them um, I've been able to host. So I'm really immersed with this company and I love indie music TV. So definitely want to shout them out as much as possible. You guys have to follow them if you care about seeing or hearing talented people, um, regardless of if they're signed or not, definitely head over to that platform to check them out. Um, but yeah, in college, I found I found them. They found me, sort of a thing through people, and they were like, "We're looking for a host to host this uh, show about independent artists." And I was like, "Hell yeah, I'm in!" So um, from there, I grew with the company. They loved my work and my creative ideas behind, you know, other TV shows that they wanted to produce that I wanted to produce. And then when I pitched them, Ali answers, and I was like, "I want to." I want to answer questions that millennials care about. Like their demographics are basically millennials. It's 18 through 35. It's actually 60-40 male to female ratio, which is kind of surprising because um, with artists and singers, you tend to get more female, but it's great. So uh, I love it, and that's the demographics I'm going after just because I want to stay true to the person that I am. You know, I'm 24. I fit right in there, and I care about what's new in the fitness world I care about like trends that people are talking about and why they may or may not work you know so um so I wanted to explore that from a millennial standpoint because so many people explore that from like an older demographic or they put it on the news or they put it on linear tv and it's cool I'm not knocking that but there's not enough I feel like content from an original perspective at least you can never have enough you know what I mean So I'm like, all right, let me see what I can do with my background. Let me start Alley Answers and pitch it to Indie Music to put it on because I have this great relationship with them and this trust with them and they know what I'm capable of. And let me um, see if I could produce my own show. (laughs) So produce it, host it, you know, get an editor, hire a videographer because it just makes my life easier you know, when I'm hosting, so to have someone kind of do all the camera work for me. So I just did this completely on my own, and we pushed out our first episode that is finally in the ending stages of um, product of editing. So it's really to the point where I want it to be now, and I'm so excited about it. It should be out this week, actually. Uh, so my concept around the show is 
I take a music artist that is unsigned, someone that is on the rise, though. So, you know, someone who easily fits into the indie music TV family and, uh, and wants to be heard but doesn't have the platform. So I give them that platform that they definitely deserve and they kind of share their music with me and let's say they want to bring me to their favorite shot that has, favorite, uh, I'm sorry, bar that has bacon flavored shots. That's nuts, right? But okay, let's say that's what they want to do and they want to talk and we're going to try a bacon flavored shot. We're going to go to that place. I'm going to explore that place with them. I'm going to talk to them and do like a fun kind of interview. But we're also going to take a shot and we're going to showcase why, you know, maybe millennials care about trying new alcohol or maybe like why millennials care about listening to this music or I don't know, something that's kind of related to the musician as well as a cool new thing that I want to feature. So that's what we did. So it's a music based uh, show. Or you're just picking out like different people of interest yeah so i have like a kind of a co-host every time that has that independent artist you know background because that's how we keep it related to you know indie music which is the channel it's being streamed on um and we just explore new things and i'm answering questions that maybe their fans want to know about them i'm answering questions that like you know what's the coolest new workout where i don't actually have to move my body and then I found that out. It's called Face Gym, and it's super cool. And it's uh, a place you can go to in New York City. They have two locations, and you can get a workout for your face where, like, there's literal trainers beating up your face, kind of, like getting your face sweaty and sculpting your face and doing all this amazing, cool stuff That's that cool. obviously millennials know more about than the older demographic. But I went there. I got it done. I reported on it. I was like, this is why you guys need to check out Face Gym. Like, so it's just things that I guess are trendy and uh, relatable to both. Oh my God, my stomach's growing. I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me too. Relatable to both uh, a music artist, but also to, um, you know, things that are trending. I don't know if any of that made sense. But no, you know what? My mind was like going nuts. That's very creative. <laughs> But what I want to know, like, what are some questions that you Mm. think millennials want to know about? So I think that they want to know ways that they can maybe get help with. Um, Buying a house. This is something I haven't. Yeah. This is something I haven't broken into yet. But this is the ideas that I have because I'm a millennial. I want to know how can I. Yeah. How can I like save up? when I'm doing freelance, what's the best way to save up and, you know, be able to buy an apartment or rent an apartment? Like, because there's all these things that I feel like I need to do as a millennial, like I need to, you know, create all this content that costs money. So editing things and buying the editing software and getting the right camera equipment and making that content look good, finding possible sponsors like this. I'm just talking about myself personally. This is stuff that I find as a millennial someone who is doing freelance work someone who is basically saying I don't want a nine to five but I need to make this money how can I make this money how can I make this money and save this money how can I you know so I definitely want to do a money um, episode um, because I do get a lot of questions being like Ali do something about like how can I you know I don't know, just things about things about money, like with student loans, you oh, know, yeah. so that's a big thing. A lot of my friends have to pay, you know, our 20, 30, 
thousand dollars in debt. How can That's I? That's the millennial mortgage, student loans. Yeah, like how can I balance this job, save up to pay rent, and then also like get this down? Like how can I pay for my student loans? So it's a lot of stuff that I want to dive into with people who clearly know more about it, because I don't know more about it, even though I pay for student loans and save up, and I have my own ideas about how to do all that stuff. Um, but yeah, I think also social media is a big thing too. So I know a lot of people want to know how can they make money on social media and especially demographics um, because we are a very me-centered generation. We want to know what's the best for us, what's the fastest way for us to make money, what is the best way for us to kind of you know, skirt, skirt around a nine to five and not have to do that and kind of do something in a more of a creative atmosphere that's going to get us attention and money. So I think social media plays heavily into that. And I want to definitely make an episode where, you know, we could talk to some social media influencers because I know a couple who it's hard. Like, yeah, it looks glamorous because they want it to look glamorous, but it is a full-time job that they are taking on to gain partnerships and sponsorships to get money off of, you know, Instagram to be able to get certain things paid for and to also, you know, have this image and this brand that they're promoting. So it's it's very tough. It's very um, new still. I feel like we're still figuring out the ins and outs of social media and how to make it work best for our advantage and for making it a full-time job. If that's something that some people want to do, they can do that. I want to answer questions about that. So lots of ideas happening yeah. in my brain. That's good, Lots of though. different um, you know, paths that I'm going to take with this. But for now, I'm just kind of keeping it to uh, questions about you know, maybe cool food that I want to explore or cool drinks or, you know, cool locations, pop-up museums in New York City and stuff like that. So those are very trendy, especially when uh, people want to go to take pictures, like with the the color factory. Like that's a museum that features all different colors. That's really cool. So I want to go there, check that out. And um, my stomach, my stomach (laughs) wants to say something too. Hold on, my stomach's saying hi. Hi. Hello. Hey, guys. (laughs) Please, for Hello. Me. All right, yeah. I'm feeding you after. Chill out, chill out. You'll yeah, get I'm water out. soon. <laughs> yeah. So the one thing I love about you know your uh, Ali answers thing is that like, you're keeping your content very um, with a lot of variety. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not monotonous because you know my podcast is mostly about you know music, but I want to talk to other people that mm-hmm. do other things that you know mm-hmm. uh, interest me too. But no disrespect to indie music, but I think you should take Ali answers mm-hmm. and do that completely on your own right your own mm-hmm. entity that's yours and not tied to anything else you know what i mean because yeah. I, I did college so radio. yeah it is completely mine oh yeah it's just they're nice enough to let me stream it on their network okay. but i know what you're saying in a sense yes. of like i could put it on youtube mm-hmm. or i could like totally market it myself i do have a website for it um it's basically just has like merch you can get but i haven't pushed that out because i'm like don't want to tell you to get merch on something that's not even out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But everything is in the works so that when it is officially launched in the next week or two, um, like the first episode at least, then, you know, we could redirect people to finding out more about it or getting merch if they want to. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But like I said, it mm-hmm. is on Indie um, because that platform is so great to have it on and because I do love them and um, they like the idea. So... 
it could help having them as a background for potential sponsorship as well. That's also their true too. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want you to be in a situation where it's like, oh, you did it without this platform, you wouldn't. Alley answers wouldn't exist. You oh know what yeah, because I mean? no, no, I've been I told that before to them. in college. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, if you're the re- only reason why you're able to do this is because of the thing, you know, because of what we have, and that's what like kind of made me want to do this podcast because mm-hmm. it's like nobody owns this but me this is mine i don't have to answer to a network yes. i'm not saying you're you're, you're no you're doing, of course you know what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. like i know what's right for me mm. you know i i gotta do what i want to take control of my content you mm. know what i mean That's absolutely all. yeah so yeah. do you have a passion for music because you, you you know indie music tv was probably mm. one of your first gigs out of college right it was it's mm-hmm. actually uh So it started in college, and uh, the way that I met them was through this woman, Donna Drake, who I interned with. I still work with currently as her associate producer for her show, which just went national. What? So I love her. Yeah, she's incredible. So she has um, the Donna Drake show, Live It Up, and um, I started as an intern with her when I was still in college, and back then she was actually producing this television show inside the indie music studios. So when I was going there to work with her on her show as an intern, and now I'm AP, which is crazy, um, (laughs) it just goes to show, you know, stay loyal to a company and you really could grow with it. Um, But when I went as an intern to work with her, I met them because they were there, you know, the owners of the studio. And I got to talking with them and they were like, what's your background? I'm like, well, I'm, you know, doing hosting, I'm doing reporting, I'm doing television in college and all this stuff. And they're like, well, we're looking for a host. And right away... I was like, crap, you know, they're not going to hire me. I go to Oneonta. Like, it's a four-hour drive to come back. I'm sure they're not going to pay for my, you know, gas or whatever. So it's not, I don't know if they're going to want me. So I went for the interview, and they were like, yeah, no, we love you. I'm like, okay, great, thanks, love you too. (laughs) Fantastic opportunity, but I still have to go to college. Like, I can't just be here all the time, unfortunately. And they're like, that's okay, we're going to work around your schedule. Beautiful. I'm like, wow. So right off the bat, that was technically my first paying, yeah, my first real paying job in this industry um, while I was still in college. So then I just, you know, I grew with the company. I got to host a couple of their shows. The first show was the Top 21 Countdown. So picture old school MTV with the whole like, you, were a you VJ. know, the VJ. Yeah, wow. I was a VJ. And I was like, uh, all right, well, this this week's here is the top 21 music videos, you know, voted by you, you know. So I, I took it down to from 21 to 1, obviously. Um, and then that, it's not like that died out. It's just that new ideas, bigger ideas kind of came where that's where the focus went to. So... Then it became uh, Indie Spotlight Live, where it was a live show with a live audience. So it was a little bit different, kind of big. It was, again, my first live gig uh, with the same company where I was hosting once a month um, bands or music artists that were being spotlighted. So spotlit, spotlighted, spotlit. I'm not sure. Either way, they were being focused (laughs) on. And they would come to the studio they would do a live, you know, 15 to 20 minute performance based on what they had practiced. And um, and it was awesome. Like, they absolutely killed it. After that, I would give them like a five to 10 minute interview. And that's, you know, where the interview skills, too, kind of were honed in. Because, 
you know, I was still new to the interviewing game and it, and it was great. I got to really have fun with these musicians and learn about their background. And I think that's where I really cultivated my style of interviewing, just making it fun, making it relatable, making it personable and getting their message across, you know, without me trying as a reporter to get a message out of them. You know what I mean? Like so many, so many interviewers try to get something out of people um, that they specifically just want for whatever reason. I try to let them really like take the platform, you know, unless of course I have to get something out of them. I try to really <laughs> let them take a platform and run with it and make it super authentic and like listen to them tell their story and ask them questions on it, you know? So I got to do that with Indie Spotlight Live and that was fantastic and um yeah, so we still do that. It's mostly in the summertime we pick that up just for some, whatever reason. I don't know. I guess uh, the bands prefer summer performances. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. But yeah, so this summer we should be picking that up again. And that was great. And again, it got me really comfortable to be live. Mm -hmm. So um, so yeah, so I've been working with them for quite a few years now doing different types of hosting, interviewing, uh, producing now. So um, I really grew with them as a company. So I do like music a lot um, and music hosting and getting to know music artists who are now my friends as the show, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm coming. Like, okay, for example, like Justina Valentine, she's mm -hmm. on MTV's Wild and Out. She actually, back when she wasn't really known, she was on indie music TV. That's how she was getting oh, her, wow. you know, now she's like two point something million, you know, followers on Instagram. She's touring, she's, really an established musician and um, talent and she's everything she's wonderful and she's one of the stars like a you know celebrity that started on indie music tv so it kind of goes to show that you really can have this like platform you really can start and as long as you follow your dreams and your passion you can be where she is or you can be bigger or you can be as big as you want to be so she comes on the show from time to time to kind of remind our audience that where she was and uh where she is now so it's really nice that uh we have some musicians like that and i've stayed close to her and she's touring right now so i might be going to check her out when she comes back to long island um on April 20th, for Yeah. <laughs> so who else are you listening to now? Who am I listening to on a, like, signed scale or unsigned? Just in general. Okay, so a couple of my favorite unsigned artists are Gina Guns, um, Jerry Robinson. Uh, these are people that I highly, highly recommend you check out because they are not getting um, as much recognition, recognition as they should because mm -hmm. they are super talented, if not more talented than... A lot of the pop artists you're hearing, like, you know, on the on the radio, I'm not going to bash anyone, but, you know, just goes yeah. to show there's talent in people that aren't as famous. So, yeah, Jerry Robinson, Gina Guns uh, are two of my favorite. Um, let's see. Let's shout out one more unsigned artist. I can't think of any. Th th those are my two favorite right now. Uh, as far as signed, let's see, like uh, people you would know. <laughs> um I don't know. You know, I hate to admit that I'm like super feeling Ariana Grande right now. Yeah, and her I'm new not album was the really biggest, good. I'm not the biggest uh, fan of pop. I like pop, but it's not mm -hmm. my favorite. Actually, I like classic rock, mm -hmm. and I like um, I like dance music. I like 
R&B a lot too. So yeah. you like um, Kaylani? She dropped yeah, a new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. oh my god, I love Man. her. I love her. Her new mixtape was amazing. Yeah, so good. So like, there's so many artists. It's hard for me because I really like I do feel a lot like with music so and i feel like i'm very connected with music on different platforms from work and also personal life um i was a singer like growing up i did all that stuff i was in nisma and i, I did like, choir sang. too I songs like i yeah. did like solo performances and you know so i just always stayed in touch with music and growing up my mom always had the radio on always different styles of music and so um i can't say i have a favorite genre but with pop i'm loving ariana grande uh with r&b i'm loving kalani she's great mm -hmm. um do you know sizza is also great, great too is always great what happened kalella you know about her i do and i don't like i i heard of her more than i've heard of her songs do you know what i mean she's amazing yeah her songs are uh, tear inducing yeah they're so beautiful oh, i'm so uh, yeah. into billy eilish right now too yeah billy eilish knows really though good. like yeah. I feel like if you, I have been a fan of her for a little while, but I feel like lately there's been this huge hype about mm. her. Her album just came out. It's pretty good. Yeah, she's fantastic. So I try to support, you know, women, I guess me being the ultimate feminist too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I do try to throw out a lot of um, women uh, too, um, musicians that I've been listening to heavily. But I'm not going to lie. Listen, I've always been a Queen fan. And with Bohemian Rhapsody, I'm like dying to go see Queen with uh, Adam Lambert yeah. this summer. So mm -hmm. that's something that's on my list too, being a classic rock fan as well. So mm -hmm. we'll see. We'll see right. what happens. Yeah. So uh, tell me about uh, Donna Drake. Uh, tell me about that show. Yeah. And how you got involved with that and your role as AP now. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So um, I started as an intern in college and it was the time when I was applying to so many internships, dude. I was like getting so frustrated and so discouraged because I was either not hearing back or I was hearing no, you know, but here I am being in college going into my senior year trying to apply to the biggest things you know like Fox 5 and whatever and all this all these big time names in the city and I was like I'm gonna be in the city it's gonna be huge and then I'm like all right Allie chill maybe start applying to like smaller things maybe on Long Island just to get your foot in the door so that's what I did and this was this was the first person that I heard back from that was like eager to talk to me you know, and really eager to get a feel for my background. And I felt this personal connection right away. And um, she called me and she's like, I got, in, you got your resume and, you know, um, I really want to work with you. I'm like, wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> you're on television. Like, <laughs> you're a big deal and you want to work with me. And that's really cool. So um, I went in, I interned with her that whole summer before my senior year. We really got to know each other personally, and she really became like my second mom that summer. Because when I wasn't at home, I was spending three, four, five days a week with her, just going on shoots and seeing what she does um, to prepare for a shoot or traveling with her. You know, we went to and from the city. I've gone to Miami with her twice for the television conference. So all these things um, led me to want to continue to work with her even after I went back to college. So she shoots once a month in the studio, but she airs once a week on TV. So she shoots enough in that day to have um, enough content for the month. So... It's an all-day shoot where they're like 12 hours, 
guests are coming in and out. I handle the guests. I'll handle the money. I'll handle, um, you know, the bookings and stuff like that. She she tells me who's on before that, and I'll just confirm everything, write up some pre-interviews, um, get the guests comfortable, and just do the ins and outs of connecting the front room to the production room. So that's my job as AP right now. Um, and, uh, you know, write down all the lower thirds and stuff for the editors. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't always that way. So I would come back to her once a month to shoot with her in my senior year. And she started paying me. And she's like, you're no longer an intern. You know, you're That's now, what you want to hear. Now my assistant production assistant. I was like, so cool, right? Like, because it is. It is so cool to be in college and now have these two paid gigs in the production you know, life. Like, that's what I want to do. So I had one with hosting, with indie music. And then I had one with production, which was something I thought was also really cool. So, uh, yeah, I just stayed with her. And a couple years later, obviously, um, she saw my loyalty and my love for, you know, wanting to work with her, wanting to be a part of this family. And, um, yeah, so then I became associate producer. And with that title did come a little bit more responsibility. But I... I I'm always up for that. So it makes me feel happy knowing that I actually have things I have to do at work. <laughs> I like, you know, that's good. So um, so it was good. It's good. It's it's AP and now I travel a lot with her. Um, or I did. I, I did travel a lot with her when I went to Miami those two times. So that was really cool. And, uh, and um, I guess like it's great still I love working with her unfortunately I don't see her as much outside of that once a month now because I have all these other jobs that I'm now involved in um, but Donna Drake is someone that I will continue to work with as much as I can because I'm just so appreciative of the initial opportunity um, that honestly helped to give me the other jobs that I have today and Donna Drake wasn't confidence. a full-time job no, no, no. Mm -hmm. The internship was for sure. Yeah. The internship I was there, like I said, four or five times a week. Um, but when I was in college, I was just traveling to her to the set once yeah. a month because she shoots once a month. No, when you got the AP gig, was that it was not a full time? So job? Yeah. yeah. So I work with her in the studio um, outside of shoot dates. Um, now I don't do it as much, so I still carry that title. But I'll do things like. I'll do things like not with her, but for her. You know what I mean? Okay. Like help her send emails, help her do all that stuff on my own time. But yeah, but no, it's not a full time job. It's mm -hmm. it's it's definitely part time and the studio dates, of course. Um, but she's celebrating her ten year anniversary on Monday. Awesome. So we're gonna have a big party in the studio after. I can't wait. She has duck donuts as a sponsor, which is Freaking ridiculous because they're too good for their own good, and I'm there eating donuts for 12 hours a day. So that's going to be fun Monday. It's the dream. It's the dream. It's the dream. <laughs> I live for those days and the sponsorships that she has. Um, but, yeah, again, it's not full-time because I can't have a full-time job with her with the other things that I do. Oh, yeah. So, that's but a I blessing, love her. though, because you have all as this. as much as I can, yeah. and, and I love her, and she is like family, and she's like a mentor, and uh, yeah, so she's been fantastic for the past three or four years that I've known her, for sure. So, all good. What type of show her. is this? So, it's a feel-good show, so feel-good mm -hmm. news. Um, so, initially it was called Live It Up, but now she just went under rebranding, so now it's the Donna Drake show, Live It Up. 
And that's a show that she's taking national now officially. So that's great. So she was in St. Louis. She was in Boston. She was in the tri-state area. Uh, but now she is going to be on. I won't say the channel because I'm not 100% sure if it's one or if it's a couple different ones um, that she'll be airing on. But but yeah, she'll be national now, which is like crazy and yeah. so exciting. It's a talk show? So it's a talk show. Okay. She's the host. Mm -hmm. She's had celebrities on. Um, she's had, you know, anyone from nonprofits to local um, businesses to major celebrities have come through the doors. And it's fantastic. And basically, as long as they have a positive message or a story or a way for people to get involved in a positive light, she'll carry that on no assholes no bozos that's <laughs> that's actually her that's good. yeah that's the motto that we go by yeah. everyone in our little uh you know we call it the live it up family everyone in you know the live it up family production crew we're like all right we have someone you might want to put on the show she's like are they an asshole are they a bozo we're like no she's like all right give them you know <laughs> give them my email email them see if they whatever want to come chat before i put them on the show but she's really open to having Basically, anyone who has a good sh story to show, yeah. a good story to um, tell the world, she wants to give them that platform to tell their story. And I think that's what's so unique about her is that she doesn't do it for any sort of recognition. I mean, obviously, she's recognized she's like a local celebrity, <laughs> but um, she does it really to just showcase the good in the world. And there's so many – I know that there are talk shows that do something like that, but there are so many – news outlets that don't show that enough and so it's wonderful her show is always feel good it's always um it is interactive she has a couple of correspondents I come on as a correspondent sometimes too but she has a couple correspondents that come on and they're like um they'll bring on like new games or something like something like okay here's how the audience can get involved and stuff like that so I really like her style and it's never boring it's never the same and she, uh, her interview style is is very conversational, so it's always super comfortable um, for the uh, for the you know people to come on and, and talk. So it's great. When is it usually on? So it's on six thirty a.m. on the local CBS affiliate. So that is channel ten for like Cablevision, something okay. like that. Yeah. Is it on so, like the weekends? Yeah. So that's six thirty a.m. on Saturday mornings. Okay. So. Uh, I'm not usually up, so I do like <laughs> DVR that. <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom's like, "Oh, you were on today." I'm like, "Oh, that's so cool. I shouldn't have slept through it." But yeah, <laughs> yeah but now I'm not sure. Like that's why I didn't want to say it before. I'm not sure if that's going to be changing now that she's national. So going right. forward, it might be different. Um, but I'll let you know. So, okay. but right now, yeah, six thirties on channel ten for New York. It could be, I think. Uh, it was like the old Channel 55, mm -hmm. like the WLNY. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now they kind of like rebranded that, made it uh, a sister affiliate. So it might, whatever, a Channel 10, something like that. I, so, I should know, but. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you only work for the, <laughs> for, the, for the show anyway. I know, right? So tell me about your modeling gigs. Yeah, yeah. so I actually um, do a couple, I've done a couple commercial stuff, commercial work, um, which is really cool. I was in the Simon Malls Christmas commercial as a mom. I'm like, I'm 24. I'm a hot mom. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, so funny. Um, so that was fun. And I do a couple like side gig stuff. I was in, um, I was in a commercial too that was for this uh, spine 
company, like neuro company, uh, where they help you with spine injuries and brain injuries and stuff like that. So I play like the receptionist and I played like someone by the pool. It's just different jobs that I can get um, background work. I've done a couple background work for a couple shows. So it's nothing major because I'm not represented. So everything I get, I get by myself, just kind of being my own advocate, which I know a lot of people do. Um, so that's been really cool. I love acting. So anytime I can get my foot in that door, do a little, you know, background work or whatever, um, I do that as much as possible. Also, I was the like kind of spokesperson for the salon on Long Island. So, you know, anytime they were doing giveaways or whatever, it was like my face with like a hairstyle or something. <laughs> so like little things like that. Um, are what I've been involved in and then I also am a part of Stets so they're a modeling agency for only for women which is really cool and they're fitness and fitting so I am a fit model and essentially that means that let's say let's say there's a bathing suit company right and they are looking for someone with specific size for measurements, right? And they want like this arm size and this whatever, whatever. So they're going to forward that to these um, fitting agencies and be like, okay, we're looking for someone like that. And let's say they pull someone with my exact sizes. Then I have to go to the casting. And basically I act like a life-size mannequin. And I tell them what works, what doesn't, and whatever. And then they, when they push it out to production for real-life people like me who want to actually fit into these clothes but might have, like, muscly arms or, like, you know, muscly thighs but have a little waist, like, things like that. So um, I do that with them, too, which is some modeling stuff that I, I've gotten into, which is great because I like knowing that, like, I'm making a difference for someone who has my sizes who's going to, like, feel comfortable in – this outfit or this bathing suit or whatever you know so I do that and I do some background work with acting and um what was the last acting gig you had the last acting gig that I had hmm um a month ago I actually went to Jersey and worked on a shoot for this vape company. So <laughs> uh, it was for people that I knew. So it wasn't like some weird company or whatever. Um, but they wanted to showcase a new vape shop and their new um, clothing and stuff. So I just did some voiceover work with them. And I did uh, their commercial as like I pretended to like kind of showcase all the outfits that they had. And, you know, show like their hookah and whatever. And, and that was really cool. So that was like last month. It was just something fun that I did on the weekend. Um, which was, was just cool. So, what are some of the what was probably the biggest role you ever had? The biggest role I've ever had. Let's see. Hmm. I feel like there's one. You know, I got to be honest with you. I I feel like I can't I don't know. I really can't say that I've had a biggest the biggest role I've ever had because my definition of that is I guess the one that I did when I was like playing the receptionist or whatever because a lot of people <laughs> for what show what even though the... I didn't no 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 it was just for the commercial it was just oh, for a quick okay. commercial and it was on like news 12 and oh. whatever so it was big in a sense that my family because everyone like on Long Island and my friends and stuff would be like you're on TV and stuff like that. So I thought that that was funny. And I wouldn't necessarily say it was big, but it was funny that people were like, 
you're on TV and this is so funny and whatever. So I guess, yeah, I guess I would say that one was a lot of fun. And it was a lot of fun because when I was, when the first time I saw it on TV, I was getting my nails done. And the woman, she didn't care that I was on TV, but I was just like, oh my gosh, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, wait, what? On TV? I'm like, yeah. She's like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. And I was like, yeah, it is. It is pretty cool. So I guess that was kind of big because that was my first kind of like TV thing. Um, I haven't spoken really on TV because I am not union. Mm. So that's something I'm trying to get actually is my SAG card. SAG AFTRA. Yeah. So um, I had a role where I was speaking. They found out I wasn't union and they cut it. So that was for something that was supposed to be on HBO. It actually never ended up being on HBO, so I'm, I'm kind of happy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I mean, I wish them luck and everything, but I was like, well, you know, I wasn't speaking in it anyway, so whatever. So to have a speaking um, role, you need to be union? Yeah, so really? for union jobs. Oh. So for union jobs, you right. need to be union, obviously, okay. unless they pick you for some reason and they're like, you had this look we want or like our actress last minute dropped out and you're the closest thing to her measurements or whatever. Like if you do this, we'll sign you right here on the spot. So that's something that obviously doesn't happen often, but if it does happen to someone that's great, I think you have to, I don't have the schedule where I can always be doing background work every day. Um, but I think that if someone wants to get union, I, that's great advice is to keep doing background as much as possible because you're eventually going to be offered the opportunity to do speaking and they're going to have to give you right there on the spot. Um, I forgot what it's called. So you need three of them. Whatever. You need like three of uh, these yeah. cards or these sheets or whatever uh, to be able to join SAG. Um, you can get one for having one speaking line or whatever. So... Yeah, so that's something that I love to do. Acting is is fun. I haven't been able to do it, I guess, in a sense that's considered really big. But um, oh my god, what am I saying? I was in, I was in two short films. I'm like totally blocking out. Me too. Uh, yeah, those were fun. One of them actually went on to win. Uh, I don't know if they won like what awards they won, but they got a lot of recognition in film festivals and. So that was really what was your cool. Role? What Antithesis, was the name of the movie? it was called. Okay. And I totally forgot. I had like a speaking role in that and everything. Because it was like two years ago. That's why. Okay. I'm trying to think of more recent things I've done. Um, my role was the girl. I did have a speaking part. You it were was the girl? Cool. That was your role? I was the girl. No, um, I had a name. I actually don't remember what the <laughs> name was. <laughs> you can look it up. Antithesis is what it was called. Um, or antithesis. Wow, dude, I have no idea that that shit was long ago. But um, so there's this guy who had like social anxiety and he always went to pursue this one girl who was like nice to him and whatever, all this stuff. And then comes to find that she had a boyfriend and, you know, it's not like she was leading him on, but she was just kind of helping him break through his social anxiety. And he took it as like, oh, maybe you're into me. I'm also into you. So he finally had that courage to kind of like speak to her and whatever and that's when he found out she had a boyfriend so later on that day he's in the library I come I pull out a book he sees that I'm reading that same you know social anxiety book we get into a conversation and then the rest is supposed to be like ah well we end up together so yeah so that was what that was about. Okay. It was cool. It was shot well. It was um, a speaking I enjoyed role, right? doing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we did talk, even though it was a library. You guys shouldn't mm-hmm. do that, rude. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But yeah, it was fun. It was fun. 
Wow. It's cool. So we one of the, one of your endeavors that I'm like uh, still kind of confused about is reward the fan. So yeah. Tell me about your role and how you got involved with this and what it actually is. So believe it or not. All the bullshit that I've said up until now, basically. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I guess, what you could say my main job is. So all of that has been stuff I've done on the side or wanted to do or whatever. This is actually something I do most of the week. So Reward the Fan is a live trivia game show. You download it on your app and uh, uh, download the app on your phone and it's free. So you guys got to do it. Everyone listening, download Reward the Fan. I mean, yes, I'm shamelessly plugging it because I am the host, but also it is a really cool game. So you download it. Um, it's totally free to make an account, sign up, whatever. You make a username. And then from there, um, pretty much every single night except Fridays right now, we have a game. We have a live game where... You know, people can open the app and tune in for free and tune in live and the host. So I switch off with a couple different hosts just because I can't commit to six nights a week. You know, I have the nets. I have other things. So um, whoever the host is that night will be live and they'll go. They'll shoot the shit with you. They'll do an intro. They'll explain how the game works. You answer 10 trivia questions based on that night's theme. And as long as you get all 10 questions correct, then you win the game. So you win reward dollars, and basically reward dollars are, um, so let's say you get 500 reward dollars for winning. Whoever wins and gets all 10 questions correct splits those 500 reward dollars, right? So reward dollars can be redeemed to actually purchase tickets on our app because we're like, we're not we're like a Ticketmaster, but we're not affiliated with Ticketmaster in any way. I don't want to say that. Um, but you can buy tickets on our site and app tickets for you know any live events. Wow! So essentially, you're playing to win tickets to your favorite live events. That's the ultimate prize. Um, so yeah, you you play live. It's a trivia game show. It's ten questions based on the theme of the night. You know, Monday night we have music questions. Tuesday, Thursdays we have sports-related questions. Uh, Wednesday, Saturdays we have golden ticket questions. So that's a little bit of sports, movie, and Broadway. And then some nights we have Broadway questions. So it's really, really cool. Uh, and then at the end, okay. So now, you answered all 10 questions correct, right? You and the other winners get to split the reward dollars. But then we have a randomized ticket lottery. So all the names in um, the winner circle who got all 10 questions correct will be run in our like, you know, randomized lottery on a computer and then the computer will randomly pick one winner to win tickets for that night. So let's say we did, um, we did NCAA tournament the other week when that was going on uh, and we gave away March Madness tickets like in the beginning of it and uh, it was really really cool and now we give away like Ariana Grande we had Ariana Grande theme nights where we gave away tickets to her concert um, we give away tickets to MLB so let's say sports night you could pick any sports in your area so this is not just New York you could live anywhere in the United States and as long as you win you'll be prompted with a list of events in your area that you could choose from so it's really cool it's completely free uh, it's really fun to test your knowledge. I feel like I'm now packed with these random trivia questions I have just from doing the research for the script and like, you know, hosting the shows and stuff. So it's funny. Sometimes I'll just pull them out and be like, oh, 
you know, in 1933, (laughs) (laughs) my boyfriend's like, oh, my God. (laughs) I'm like a Snapple cap over here. So if I download the app and you go live, am I interacting with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you actually, we're working on comments right now. We don't have comments. uh, So you can't comment, but you can go to our live tailgates which happened an hour before the show. So it's 8 p.m. Eastern are all the shows, except for on Saturday, it's 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, Our tailgate on Facebook Live happens an hour before each show. So 7 p.m. Eastern is the time we can interact, the time I'll give away two answers, Mm -hmm. actually. So it's a little, like, gift for the people who tuned into our uh, Facebook Lives. It's just something bonus you don't have to do. But if you want to ask any of the hosts some questions, get to know them personally, it's our time to kind of go off the script and talk to our fans. So it's a good opportunity for people to tune in. How many uh, people watch? So we get, like, two to 3,000. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it just started, um, it started up late last summer too so i mean it's been growing and growing and we're so lucky to have fans who are so loyal and you know love the show enough to keep coming back even when you know it's such a new technology it's such a new thing that we're doing um that we do have to undergo these changes with updating the app or some tech issues that happen sometimes, which are just going to happen, you know? Um, So we do appreciate all the loyalty and support that we still get from the fans who bear with us in those moments. So, but you know, 99% of the time it goes smooth. So it's good. (laughs) How'd you get hooked up with uh, reward the fans? So, uh, I just have my demo reel out there and I was like, well, I do hosting and you know, I was already involved with the long Island nets at this point. So, um, I found the gig from like, you know, some, some like indeed or something like something that you wouldn't expect. Right. And I'm like, all right, I'll apply to it. Why not? They called me back right away. I went through a series of, uh, kind of intense interviews because they really want to make sure that you're good on the spot, which is great because that's where my improv background kind of like played into a little. They want to make sure you're good live, which is great because that's where my indie spotlight live background came into. So it was all these things that I was already comfortable doing and have done before that they were like, okay, we like you and we like that you're authentic to you. You know, I wasn't trying to be, I'm not trying to be anyone else when I host. I'm just me. You know, sometimes I slip over my words or I say something that's like, questionable and i'm like sorry guys i'm having a brain fart let's move on to question (laughs) two you know what i mean and um i think people appreciate that uh they definitely appreciate the authenticity that comes with you especially since we do have a couple different hosts it's nice that um every host brings their own thing you know what i mean so i like that a lot so yeah i think i got it through indeed and then just through basically selling myself (laughs) through these i'd be like hey here's why you should hire me through these interviews, uh, they did hire me. It's been fantastic. I absolutely love this company. And I'm not just saying that. I mean, I'm genuinely friends with my coworkers. Like, we hang out outside of work. Like, this is something, like, we text each other. We take each other's Instagram pictures for each other. Like, we are just such a tight-knit group. Um, And, yeah, it's just, it's a great company. So I love doing that. That's what I primarily do. I love being live. I love dressing up wearing different dresses (laughs) that's also the fun of hosting it's like i had to make money so i could literally buy new outfits every time i'm like oh my god that's nuts you don't think of those things but how often do you host uh, i host three to four times a week okay yeah sometimes 
Sometimes, like, it, it depends, you know, with my schedule. Now that the nets are done, I'll go back to probably four times a week. They also switch with, like, different games. Sometimes it's two games a day, and I'm there for, like, all day. Um, so it just depends, you know. Like we're, like I said, we're still new. We're still growing. We're still figuring out what works. We're still figuring out what, you know, works best with the times of the game. So sometimes we play, play around with, like, having an additional 6 p.m. game in addition to our 8 p.m. game. So, yeah, so I'm down for whatever. I'm like, you let me know. Here are my dates I'm available. And, uh, yeah, so I'm there like three or four days a week. So with all the stuff you have going on, Alley Answers, Donna Drake, Reward the Fan, Nets. The Nets. <laughs> so what is, like, where does your passion lie and where do, where does your priorities, like, where do you prioritize the most? Um. So I think ugh, it's hard because – uh reward the fan i guess would be my number one priority because financially that's what's the most stable Mm -hmm. and unfortunately we need that like even though my create creativity side is beaming with ideas and that's why i love ali answer so much i don't always have the opportunity to be doing something for ali answers like every day because i just don't have that you know i'm not being paid for that yet yeah, <laughs> hopefully, right? Um, so unfortunately, it's like that can't be a priority yet, but I do see that being a priority very soon. Uh, reward the fans definitely priority because I love it. I'm I love being able to write what I want in a script and you know be funny and and improv and um, of course, like I said, I like knowing how much I'm making at the end of the day too. Because again, gotta pay those student loans, gotta save up for that city apartment. So there you go. That's it. So I think um, right now that the Nets are over, I'm going to have some different priorities with them as the season gets closer again and ideas to work with them in the off offseason. Um, but reward the fan, showing up, always having energy, always giving it my all is definitely my priority. And Ali answers, learning to organize myself and learning to organize my creative ideas in a way that I can um, generate quality content with Alley Answers is a priority too. So I guess those are different, but they're both at the top of my list. Yeah, I think you should, because for me, like I do this twice a month. Mm-hmm. Maybe uh, I'll squeeze in a couple more because I know right. like I need to make money first. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for all of us, especially creative types, to have something that's us because we usually spend our week or weekdays working for somebody else, mm-hmm. which is fine because that's, that's capitalism. But yeah, yeah. we have to have <laughs> our thing that's ours. Exactly. Yeah, and Alley Answers is yours. Exactly. And when is it launching? So it's within the next week or two. Um, and I'm so bad, Peter. I'm like the word, dude. I have like 65 Instagrams because I'm just oh, like yeah. new idea, new Instagram, new idea, <laughs> new Instagram. So no, I need to shut it the fuck down, and yeah. I need to focus on like two Instagrams. Two. So um, I think I want to promote something quickly. Well, Ali.Melendez is my personal. I'm always on that, always engaging with people on that. Uh, That's where I have all my stories and whatever. So that's fun content because it's mostly personal mixed with a little bit of work. So that's cool. But I'm thinking of putting Ali answers on my Ali Melendez media page. So that's where I put all my reward the fan promos all like little funny commercials I've done, um, all just basically like, you know, demo stuff. 
that's that goes on that Instagram page. So I'll probably be uh, posting about it both on my personal page and Ali Melendez Media when it officially drops. And then Indie Music TV is going to do an official like launch. So I'll be sure to let you know when that happens. Please let me know. Yes, of course. And uh, that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Yeah. So and I I didn't even talk about this episode. It's great. So it features Carrie Wicks. She's from like a funk rock soul band Mm -hmm. called Carrie and the Cats. And she is fantastic. I've heard the name being floating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's real cool. So you'll get to know her a little bit. We'll do a little interview. She loves steak and so do I. Mm -hmm. And that's part of the reason we went to um, Teller's American Chop House on Long Island, New York. So. I don't know why I said Long Island, New York, as if, like, no one knows that. Okay, whatever. So, uh, yeah, so I was like, she's cool because she's really in tune with her uh, Long Island community. So is Tellers. Like, they're really in tune with uh, having the same people come in and out of the steakhouse. But also they want to shift their – they want to shift it a little bit more to younger demographic. So that's where I come in. Carrie's around my age. Um, You know, they have a new bespoke whiskey that they want to – showcase to like my demographic so that's where i kind of to like put two and two together and they're and they're known for their steaks so i was like all right me and my girl carrie we're gonna eat steaks and we're gonna have a great conversation at tellers then we're gonna showcase why our demographic should care about hanging out at tellers on a weekend and why it's not your average steakhouse for like you know the older age so um yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun you're gonna see us throwing back some whiskeys and eating some good steak and having a good conversation here we go So what's the next step for Ali Melendez? The next step for me? Wow. Um, My next step is actually, believe it or not, I am taking on another job. But that's only because it might be seasonal. So uh, with the the switch off of the nets. So that's my next step right now is to take on something to sort of fill in the gap of where the nets was because I'm someone who needs to stay busy. That's just me. I'm I'm active. My brain is going 24-7, and I need to keep up with it, you know. So um, taking on another job, hopefully one that I can talk about soon um, and, uh, if, you know, pray if all goes through. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's my next thing. But definitely focusing more on Alley Answers. Thank you. So pushing out, uh, I want to do five more episodes by the end of the year. That's my goal. So I'm going to sit down with my production team, which is crazy that I could even say that. But, like, yeah, my team. And uh, we're really going to bang out some some ideas for, uh, yeah, for shows and stuff like that. So that's my next big focus, just to be able to really work with what I have and also work with uh, hopefully this new job. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ali Melendez, level 26, My Little Underground. I'm Peter A. Where can people follow you, Ali? Yes, so like I said before, at Ali.Melendez. Ali, A-L-L-Y, like Ally, I think. So there you go. You got a website too, right? Yes, I do. It's AliMelendez.com. You guys can go check that out. Um, I'm also on YouTube. Actually, a big creative jump I'm going to start doing is YouTube channel. So I'm going to start, I guess, 
vlogging in a sense where it's not going to be in your face right away. I'm not going to be like, I'm a vlogger. Boom, boom, boom. Slime. <laughs> like, yeah. no, dude, I'm not going to do that. But I am going to definitely start to be more present um, online, be more engaging, because I think that's where the future is with this industry. And that's where I want to yep. take it. Absolutely. So, yeah, YouTube, Ali Melendez, AliMelendez.com, Ali.Melendez on Instagram. I'm not on Twitter per se. Like, I have a creepy lurker you know account really? that i'm like never on oh I like i made did, I one i thought you had like somebody stalking you <laughs> no 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 no. sorry like i have one i'm just like i'm so not involved that it's just there like it's mm -hmm. i'm the one that's creepy you know what i oh, mean okay. in the twitter sphere so <laughs> all right. so yeah ali melinda's all around i'm there and you uh you can follow me follow me back i'll follow you back uh if you have any questions or whatever you want to know maybe like how you can get involved with producing content or how you can get involved with, uh, you know, hosting, I, I give the advice that I was given. So that's, uh, yeah, so that's something I could offer you. <laughs> Abby Melendez, level 26, My Little Underground's Peter A. Follow the show, follow me at MLUPod, Twitter, Instagram, at Peter A. Radio, Twitter, Instagram, and PeterARadio.com. Subscribe to My Little Underground, Spotify, mm -hmm. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts. I'm out!